Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. It's 1134. Welcome back in the zone. Justin Acre, Westmore, the Wizard, Christian Weaver, and Kevin Kelly is here. And uh, Coach, seems like you're up here a lot with us when we've got Michael Felder on. Uh, today, you get to talk to Barrett Salee, which is just a treat in itself. What a deal. Let's bring him in from CBSSports.com. Hello, Barrett. How are you? Oh, okay. I like the intros. That's uh, good bumper music right there. Yes, you like that? It's pretty good. Yeah. Um, somebody, was it U.S.? Was convinced that was the only song that LL Cool J had ever put out. Oh, no, that was not me. That was someone else. No, then. I'm an LL fan. I grew up in the 80s and 90s. What was I'm it? an LL fan. Christian, would you like to focus on this? <laughs> you want to you you correct that? I do remember something along those lines being said. That's what I thought. I didn't think I dreamt that uh, up. I think you're both high. Well, anyway... Um, Barrett, let's talk about the SEC schedule that came out last night for 24. I mean, leave it to the SEC. It just means more. We're already doing a reveal show on a schedule that is a year away. we got a whole <laughs> other schedule to play first. But it did intrigue us and a lot of fans. And let's be honest, for those of us who cover sports, we'll take all the help we can get this time of year. What would you think of the way Arkansas' schedule came together? Well, it, for the first time, I don't know, ever, uh, the SEC didn't look like it's out to get Arkansas. Mm-hmm. I mean, of the schedules that were released, I mean, could Arkansas have a better one? I mean, you you get one of your road games counted as the Texas A&M neutral game. That in and of itself is huge. Mm-hmm. The other road games, Mississippi and, and I'm sorry, Missouri and, and Mississippi State, those aren't terrible at all. The trip to Auburn, obviously, that's a tough place to play. But <laughs> you know, you, it, it's just. So manageable. Tennessee, obviously, we'll see what they are in a couple of years. And I think at this point, you know, it's fair to say they'll be halfway decent. But it's just of all the ones out there, it's, I think, the easiest and most manageable. And, and that, for Arkansas fans, I think means two things. One, uh, something might be in the water there in Birmingham for the schedule makers. And two, that means in 2025 and 2026, they're going to have to play essentially – the Bengals, the Rams, and every other great yeah. NFL team, because the SEC is going to keep keep uh, keep keeping this up for a long time. They're, part of the tradition is giving Arkansas the hardest schedule in the world. Well, we had hoped that. I mean, if I could do it over, I would switch this schedule for last, you know, for next year. So, like, I would take the twenty-four this year and the other one the next yeah. year because, you know, we'll see what Arkansas's roster looks like next season. Uh, I thought LSU and A and M got a pretty favorable schedule as well, and I, I thought your alma mater kind of got hosed. And only in the fact that they have to go to Alabama and Georgia, and I don't think anybody, including the Bengals and the Rams, should be asked to do that. Well, yeah, I think for you know being being around Auburn for uh, for my entire life, you know that's just how things are, right? Like that's that's been the case. You play both of those teams every single year, and and since the previous round of expansion, um, you get both of them home and both of them away on the same different same year. So uh, you know, I think right now that's. That's kind of how things go. Um, the, the other two road games, Missouri and Kentucky, I think are manageable. Uh, you know, and so Auburn, yeah, you know, it's just in in general, that's a tough slate. But you know, with Georgia and Alabama on the road, but it was going to be that anyway. Um, you know, and I think LSU is one that is manageable as well. You know, the, the Alabama mm-hmm. games at home, they get Vanderbilt, which you know, if you play Vanderbilt, you automatically get a little bit of a bump, and their road games aren't that tough. I mean, there's the rivalry against Florida. You know, it's not that huge, but it's a, a game that gets played every year. 
how much that was taken into consideration uh, for this particular schedule, probably not all that much, but it happened. So, you know, whatever. But I think for LSU, that's the schedule, especially if, if Brian Kelly keeps this up and we'll see what happens this year that I think should land them in Atlanta, either as the number one or number two team in the conference. The the biggest question marks to me going into the next couple of years, just because of some of the uncertainty, and Florida's obviously trying to come back under a coach who's done it at a you know a lower level. You know, can Tennessee maintain where they are? Oklahoma, again, I don't think anything's been proven with the new head coach situation, and Texas is always up in the air a little bit. There's a lot of unknowns, I think, when it comes to these programs. I know what Georgia and Alabama are going to look like, I think. I'm really not even sure how, how much better Vandy's going to be because I thought they were much better than I expected this last year. But um, I don't think they're going to be keep competing for a national title, as our coach talked about at, at SEC Media Days a couple <laughs> years ago. But, um, but, but I mean, there, it seems to me, Barrett, there are a lot of programs that maybe are going to look a little bit different. We're going to think differently about them once we get to the end of 24. Yeah, there's no doubt. Um, I just wrote an article uh, that's coming out about right now. Uh, about you know ranking the, the schedule's best uh, or easiest toughest and yeah that was the thing I kind of looked at okay who's got Alabama and Georgia where and you know did they have both of them and that was sort of the starting off point for you know which schedules were tough and which schedules were easy um, you know and, and then I think when you, you have to look at trends and uh, on on that story it shows the SEC each team's conference winning percentages from 2021 to now, from 2018 from now, and 2012 from now. So you kind of get an idea of what teams are doing recently as well as historically what they've done. And I think that, to me anyway, played a part in how I viewed opponents beyond Alabama and Georgia. So, you know, yeah, I think it, it is it is hard to figure out who's going to be solid and who's going to, you know, backtrack a little bit. Uh, but I think Tennessee is one where you look at them and say, all right, they're paying a lot of money in NIL deals. They got a really good quarterback coming in this year. Um, you know, so that's one where, okay, maybe it's a little bit sustainable. Um, you look at my alma mater, Auburn. They can't get much worse. So, you know, that they might be one that's sort of on the come up when things, you know, when, when the league expands in a couple of years. So, I, you know, it, it is. It's hard to, to sort of gauge who's going to be where, why, and how. Right. And, you know, not not only just historically, but then we don't even know who's going to be on each roster in 2024. <laughs> sure. There might be a team right now, even a good team, that out of its 85 players on this current roster, 50 of them might not be there in 2024. That's right. And they may be on a roster that's at another team in the yeah. league. So, you know, the uh, Mississippi State's another one we haven't talked about. The post-leach era, I have no idea what they're going to look like. And they are not a factor for a national championship or even a conference championship probably in the near future. But for a school like Arkansas, that is relevant. How good is Mississippi State going to be in a couple of years when they play them? So we'll see what shakes out there. Let me ask you about uh, Sam Pittman. And, and, again, we all love Sam. I mean, he's a great guy, and he's an easy guy to root for. And I don't even know how this topic came up. It was not my idea. So if it gets back to Coach Pittman, this was 100% not my thought. But what what would be devastating enough to consider making a move at the head coaching position at Arkansas this year? you got three games that would be absolutely horrifically devastating to lose in the non-conference. You have a BYU game that you're going to be favored in, a team that you beat last year, and they shouldn't be better than last year. And, frankly, Arkansas shouldn't be any worse, I wouldn't think. Um, you get some pretty favorable home games. You know, Auburn's obviously transitioning. Missouri always has Arkansas's number, but you get them at the end of the year. Um, and you get the Mississippi State team we just talked about. So 
What do you think is a devastating season for Arkansas where Sam Pittman might want to be uh, considering what might be next? I think it would take a very devastating season. Like, I'm one of those where, you know, it would take for a lot of coaches a 3-9 and nine debacle uh, to get fired. And I think that's kind of where I think Sam Pittman is. I think the one thing working against him is the fact that there's just been these, these prolonged lulls the last couple seasons where, you know, Arkansas fans kind of look around and say, are we ever going to get out of this rut that we're in? Uh, and then things seem to correct themselves. So, you know, I, I think consistency and being competitive on a somewhat consistent basis is something that Arkansas desperately needs. So is Sam Pittman the guy that can, can, be, can, can keep that going in the right direction? Yeah, I think he can. Uh, but with this specific team, with all that they have working for them, you know, six and six would be unacceptable. I, I think Arkansas fans would view that as unacceptable. Is it, is that enough to get Sam Pittman fired? No. Uh, is five and seven? It, probably not. But four and eight, three and nine, certainly. But I don't think it's anything that, I mean, it's Arkansas, right? Not the, the little Arkansas, but if you keep making, making coaching change after coaching change after coaching change on a somewhat consistent basis, you're never going to get better. And, you know, granted, uh, Chad Morris should have been fired and mm-hmm. was fired, but it's just one of those things where Arkansas has to have some sort of long-term investment to, to be successful. And if this is a blip on the radar or, you know, if this is if it's a long-term problem, we can't, we can't know that right now. So, I mean, it would take a pretty significant disaster. Granted, knowing that this is a a talented team with one of the best quarterbacks in the country. 100%. Barrett, thank you for the time, buddy. Appreciate it. I can't wait to see this uh, article. You want to tell us, uh, is Arkansas easiest or near the easiest? Arkansas is the easiest, which is a direct 180 from every other year since Arkansas joined the time. We appreciate them helping out. Appreciate you coming on. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate you. Uh, check out uh, Barrett Salee's work, cbssports.com, and we'll talk to you in a couple weeks. See you all. Have a good one. See you.